and welcome to that tech pod where we discuss all things e-discovery, data privacy, cybersecurity, and tech innovations. I'm Gabby Schulte, and my co-host, Laura Milstein, is at Ilticon live on the ground. Yes, this week we're doing something a little bit different. She's going to be talking to David Horgan, Discovery Council and Legal Education Director for Relativity, and Zach Warren. He's the editor-in-chief of Legal Tech News. Let's go see what they're up to. So, Gabby, I lied. We have left the Mandolin Bay, and we are now live at, you know, don't worry about where we are because you are not here, actually. So just just be over there, and we'll tell you everything that's going on. What's more important is who we're with. So right now we have Zach. Warren. I don't know if you know who Zach Warren is, but he's pretty much the voice of the industry. We also have David Horgan, and I don't know if you know who he is, but you should if you know Relativity. And I don't know if you know who Relativity is, but if you don't, you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast. So, Zach, do you want to say hi? <laughs> hey there, everybody. Zach Warren. Nice to be able to speak with you today. I appreciate it. And uh, David, how, how about you? You want to say hi? Absolutely. Hi, Laura, and hi, Gabrielle, and everyone out there. Um, we are pleased to be bringing you live coverage from Ilticon here at Dinner at Ilticon. And uh, we've got a bunch of good news to share with you. We thought the pandemic might really cause some issues, but um, it's going to be a good news story tonight. All of you listening right now, please take in David's voice because it is. I was just going to say, this podcast. I think he, uh, I think he has a better podcast podcast voice than I do. I'm, yeah, a, I'm a little jealous. A better podcast voice than than all podcasters ever. It's I'm like uh, Zach as the leader here of the voice of the industry. Do you feel uncomfortable being here with such an amazing voice that David has? Well, slightly because I used to do baseball play by play too. I was supposed to be the sports broadcaster here, but this man puts me to shame. So what can I even do? <laughs> I can actually, you know what, to be fair, though, I could hear it in both in both of our guests today, Laura. So we have our work cut out for us. And, you know, I I didn't have Zach's job, but I uh, used to be a contributing editor for Zach's publication. And technically, I still think I'm on the board of advisors for the publication. We we haven't had a meeting in a while, but Zach's the man. Zach's the man. You heard it here first on the tech pod. That tech pod has really coined it with you. That's it. That's your phrase now. So, so Gabby, what do you want to know? We're at ILTA. Yeah. Um, tell us everything you want to know or ask. I- I have so many questions. Okay, first of all, I just want to paint the picture for our listeners. Uh, Laura, Zach, and David are in this very, very nice, uh, beautiful, beautiful-looking restaurant dinner uh, at Las Vegas, um, and I am in <laughs> cheer and having delicious-looking drinks. And I am in my living room in Washington D.C. And I must say, I have a lot of FOMO going on. But Laura, as you kind of noted in our. Intro. We wanted to be. I know we wanted. I'm safe. We wanted to be extra safe and be responsible. So I guess that's my first question, Zach and David. You know how how is it kind of different? How is it the same? Um, I know obviously Ilticon's the you know such a notorious conference for for tech and legal tech. So tell me a little bit about the first takeaways. you know, since given the scaled down version uh, of, of the conference here. And David, yeah, why don't you start first? 
Gabrielle, I told you I was going to give you a good news story, and I am. Um, not surprisingly, there were a lot of concerns about the pandemic. And, uh, you know, I guess about a month or two ago, we thought, okay, it's home free time. And then the Delta variant happened, which is um, why I'm the only person from relativity here. In most years, we would have an army of people here. Um, but I came because I'm speaking. And uh, shameless plug, join us Wednesday at 11 a.m. in Mandalay Ballroom F. And uh, we'll give you more information. Real good news is not just our session. It's the conference as a whole. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, the numbers were not where Ilta wanted to see them, but I checked with Gaynor Senzen of Ilta, who does such a great job with the educational content there. The uh, registration now is up to 1,215 uh, virtual attendees and 750 in person. And, and that's a really big thing because, you know, IltaCon 2021, the idea is it's going to be a hybrid event. And uh, we have got um, a lot of people here. And um, I'm probably giving you, Gabriella, way much more information than you wanted. But um, I'll give you a rundown of some of the law firms who are here. Um, uh, Perkins Cooey is here. Those of you who are on the social media world of eDiscovery know that uh, Perkins Cooey's eDiscovery uh, team does great work on social media. I have seen Jeff Vance tweets while I'm here. He's a partner at Perkins Cooey, one of the driving forces on eDiscovery there. So Perkins Cooey is here in person. Um, Baker McKenzie has sent a lot of people digitally. Baker Donaldson has done the same. Holland and Knight has got 49 people attending digitally. Uh, Simpson Thatcher one up them just a little bit uh, with 57 people. And the UNLV Law School has got volunteers who are helping Iltacon 2021 uh, smooth, uh, smooth roll right along, I should say. So, uh, it, it's really great. There was some concern that we might not have such great attendance, but, uh, the law firms are represented and law schools are here and, uh, we are here. And, uh, the vo I'm going to turn it over now to the voice of the industry and see what Zach Warren's got to say. No, I, I'm just curious though. Are we doing a little bit of a good cop, bad cop thing here? Because I definitely think there are positives to take from all this. The the fact that you are going remote means you can get more people involved than ever before. That's great. But with anything like that, there's going to be some kinks to work out. I know I was talking with some of our reporters who were trying to log in virtually, and there was some sound issues. There were some issues trying to understand what people are saying in the panels. Nobody can quite figure out who's virtual, how to talk on a virtual platform, that face-to-face uh, -face connection that you really get normally at a conference like this. It's missing a little bit. So uh, for those of us on the ground, yes, it's great. There are fewer people on the ground than in the past. So are you going to be able to get that networking in that you really want? Um, I mean, it is we're on Monday. There's more time. It, there's always time enough to get worked out. But I do think that there is going to be some work to be done to get some of those kinks worked out. I'm just going to jump on that as well. I do think, in, you know, in asking people that have been here in the past that are currently here, I've asked, you know, what do you feel at ILTA right now? And people keep saying, I just feel like it's something is missing. It's just lacking. And I said, is it lacking people? And I was told it feels like if, you know, you, you can hear a pin drop, it's just everything feels just kind of lacking. And it's very vendor heavy. And I think in a lot of years, it's vendor heavy, but you get a lot more people as well. And I think a lot of the vendors this year kind of pulled back just because they are saying, hey, COVID's real. We care about our people. So we're not going to throw our big 
parties. Hence, we just have David from Relativity, who, as he mentioned, usually does it big. But they're kind of saying, hey, we care about our people where I do think, um, you know, there's more parties still going on here. But it's it's almost just very vendor heavy and, and just kind of sad. It's sad at those. Okay, I shall relish my role as the good cop here. And uh, yeah, there there have been some technical issues. And in fact, um, once again, back to plugging our session on Wednesday, we are going to have a technical challenge because one of our speakers is from Canada and they are still doing contact tracing in Canada. So uh, she was out to dinner last Friday night and she and her husband get a call over the weekend. We regret to inform you that your server has tested positive for COVID. What does that mean? Her trip to Vegas is canceled because she can't get on an airplane. She's got to be in quarantine for 14 days. So we are bringing her in via Zoom. And our session, the Litigation Support Roundtable, is, and we've done this for the past couple of years. We had Litigation Support Day two years ago, where we did 27 sessions in one day and had half the industry contributing. And it was just a lot of fun. Last year, we did the roundtable. We're doing it again. And I sort of walk around like Oprah Winfrey with a microphone. So we're going to have technical challenges trying to get um, our speaker in from Canada at the same time that we're going to be recording this, at least the audio version. And yeah, I heard the same thing that there have been some Zoom issues. But once again, if I can be the good cop, who hasn't had a Zoom issue? At least we haven't had a court hearing with one of the litigating counsel saying, I am not a cat. And um, so sure, there are kinks. And, and one thing is, uh, yeah, <laughs> one thing is social distancing. You know, people think, and I think that's one of the reasons people said, well, Vegas during COVID, it's going to be one big giant frat party. But people are being really responsible here. Um, even in Vegas, there are masks everywhere and there's social distancing. So I think the masks and the social distancing really make it a less intimate experience because, you know, I've been at um, Ilta's where you see your friends, everyone's giving bear hugs, etc. And uh, there aren't bear hugs going around on this floor this year. That is one thing I'll certainly say in its favor. I actually have been very impressed by the masks, uh, the amount of people who are conforming to the mask mandate. I texted my wife that as I was walking from the Luxor to the Mandalay Bay. My wife's a doctor. She was understandably a little bit worried. And I've said, yeah, people here are actually being good. That is something that is definitely in Ilta's favor. Um, one thing kind of back to your point, though, Laura, that I'm kind of curious about moving forward is, is this just what legal conferences are now? Like, forget COVID. Now that everything has gone virtual, gone virtual for a while, we I know in my conversations with people, I've seen travel budgets being slashed, people getting used to logging into Zoom, and that's the way that they get their information. So I'm not sure even beyond COVID, we're going to see the crowds that we once did even two years ago at IltaCon for that reason. I'm not sure that you're going to see an army from Relativity necessarily if a lot of people can have remote meetings instead. Um, so it, and skeptical. I don't want to say that this is like a harbinger of things to come necessarily because this is extenuating circumstances, but I think there are lessons to take that smaller conferences may be the way things are going to happen moving forward. And that's yeah. directly from the voice of the industry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's such a good point, Zach, because that was going to be my next question really was, you know, 
yeah, there's a lot of kinks to work out. And David, to your point, I love the good cop, bad cop thing going on. Cause I mean, it's true. The, <laughs> the thing that I've, that I, you know, before speaking to you, um, that I kind of, you know, saw going, uh, murmurs around Iltacon was that yes, there's not a lot of people there, but the people who are there are so excited and happy to have those in-person interactions that they were kind of been missing during the pandemic. Um, but to your point, Zach, you know, now that maybe there are new opportunities or new uh, realizations and technolo technological capabilities with Zoom, with conferences, um, yeah, like what do you think is going to happen in the future? Um, I, do you think that this will be a, a true test, I guess is what I'm saying, to what's going to happen in the future in terms of remote conferences, basically? Um, uh, just before we dive into that, I, I do want to say that the one part uh, that you don't get in remote conferences is the swag. Yeah. Uh, and so that would just be just really sad. It would be sad for me. I would just lose all those socks. And so it would be terrible. Also, quick plug. I don't know if David mentioned it, but he's going to be speaking on Wednesday, which is crazy. Anyway, we'll pass this over to you, Zach. <laughs> no, it, I have so many shirts, just so many T-shirts. It'd be a shame to lose that. Um, Ah, I, I think it'll be interesting. Like, uh, again, so I'm a part of Legal Tech News, which is a part of ALM. We are in the editorial side. Completely separate from the editorial side is the event side that puts on Legal Week New York in February. I bet you that a lot of my colleagues in the event side of ALM are watching this very closely right now. And there are a lot of very concerned people over there as to whether A, Delta variant, Gamma variant, what have you moving forward, but B, kind of exactly that, Gabriella, are people going to come back out in force? Um, I, it's so it's so tough to predict anything right now. I guess my question would be or my answer would be that people love networking in person and that's going to shine through ultimately uh just because those face-to-face -face interactions mean so much particularly in the legal sphere but i'm not sure i'd necessarily bet a thousand bucks on that it's tough you know this is not me really being good cop this is um horrigan the pollyanna but um i think i'm spot on here i do not speak for the relativity sales team i'm a lawyer and a broadcaster journalist whatever but i am not a sales professional and and those people are trained in these sorts of things but i will tell you i'm not speaking for relativity there have been so many sales reps who just say virtual is not the same and the industry organizations ilta asa ddrm they've all to try to do the best they can in a virtual environment. But any sales professional to whom I've spoken has just said, it is not the same. You can't close a deal on Zoom the way you can when you get to know people, you get to interact with them. And um, to put some perspective on this, um, I was first a speaker at Legal Tech in 2001. And after they had two legal techs then. there was the big one in um, February, January, February, and then there was a smaller one in the fall. 
September 11th happened. Then they said, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And Monica Bay, um, Zach's predecessor, who was the editor-in-chief of Legal Tech News, Law Technology News at the time, was a strong advocate for going forward. She had worked on The Letterman Show um, years ago. She was also a lawyer, but she'd worked on The Letterman Show, and they're like, you know, we got to rally around and get people back in New York. I will tell you, when I was there 20 years ago, there was talk like, no one's ever going to come to a conference in New York again because they'll be afraid of buildings being bombed or something like that. Well, people came. They showed up and legal tech has gotten bigger and bigger every year. Um, and now if I haven't done enough shameless plugs tonight, I'll do a plug for Relativity Fest. Uh, Kelly Lohan, Anna Saronian and the whole events team at Relativity just do a tremendous job. And we're going to be virtual again this year. Unfortunately, we all wish we could get back to Chicago. But uh, there were thousands and thousands of people who got to go to Relativity Fest virtually who never had the chance to go. And we're all looking forward to next year when uh, Fingers crossed we're all back in Chicago. But I think there's always going to be a virtual component. But um, all right. So Horrigan Pagliano will say that, hey, keep hope alive for the health and well-being of robust in-person conferences. All right. All right. But here's where I'm going to go back to bad cop then, because that's the line I've been hearing a lot. I've heard it from ALM. I've heard it from Relativity Fest. I've heard it from ILTA. More people get to come to these things. Do you necessarily get the engagement to make that worth it? If it's people who are logging on, listening to a session on a Zoom, is that really, I guess, particularly for the sales side of things, for the vendor side of things, is that necessarily the caliber of attendee that you really want? Um, I think a lot of salespeople would probably argue no. So are is all of these quote unquote inflated figures really count here? Oh my, yes they do. Good cop back here in the house. And um, as Laura, Gabriella, and Zach all know, um, I am Relativity's Discovery Council and Legal Education Director. I give uh, continuing legal education courses on legal issues related to e-discovery, data privacy, data protection. And in my mind, absolutely, each one of those almost 7,000 people who are able to come to Relativity Fest, they fill the seats for my session. For our judicial panel, um, we have uh, done it for seven years. This will be our eighth annual judicial panel this year. We had 1,800 people who are able to go in there. So as far as I'm concerned, my mission is to, as Andrew Sage has said, when they first brought me on six years ago, I'd worked with Relativity for years before that. But the idea was, let's give something back. Let's build a community. And to be able to get... And now, now the, the judicial panel at Relativity Fest has always had big crowds, but not 1,800 people attending one session. And so to be able to give something back and have Judge Matthewman, Justice Kennedy, Master McLeod, and of course, Judge Rodriguez um, there. By the way, uh, more shameless plugs. Um, judge Nora Berry Fisher, senior U.S. District Judge for the Western District of Pennsylvania, is coming back this year. Um, she has been to six of the seven judicial panels. Judge Xavier Rodriguez, U.S. District Judge, Western District of Texas, um, has been with me for all of them. I've had the honor of moderating each and every one of these and putting the program together. But Judge Rodriguez has been with me for every year. Uh, Judge Fisher has been with us for every year except last year, so she's back. And so we're looking to reach more people. So I think if we really bring this hybrid model to fruition, 
we're going to have the sales professionals able to have dinners and talk turkey where um, you can be way more candid. Let's face it, there's e-discovery on Zoom meetings. If you're in a corner in a restaurant, you can be more candid. Your clients and customers can tell you what's concerning them. You can be more candid than you could ordinarily. So I, I think this hybrid model will really come to fruition where I get to educate people on the law and the industry of e-discovery, and um, we still have our sales professionals able to close deals. I also just want to put out there, if you hear any weird noise in the background right now, we really are at dinner right now, and it's a very romantic experience. Like, I feel like we are kind of doing exactly what David just described, because we have three of us out to dinner in person, keeping it COVID safe, but also you, Gabby, through the computer, and you're sitting with us. We see you, but you're not here. So speaking of hybrid, that's where we're at. It's such a tease. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I really love both of your perspectives on that because I think it's a true testament to what, to what a lot of industries are going through, which is trial and error during this this kind of chaotic and, and unpredictable unpredictable time. So with that being said, you know, David, as, as you just noted, your discovery council and legal education director for relativity, what, you know, what do, uh, conferences like ILTA, um, offer to the legal tech world? And then Zach, I would love to hear your perspective from the new side. I think one of the things is getting to know people and for better or for worse, the law historically has been a hierarchical industry where partners at law firms call all the shots. One of the beauties of Ilticon and Relativity Fest, I should add also, is that is where the litigation support people, the technologists and the people who make things run, they are running the show. And it is their opportunity to show their skills and fraternize with people who also want to learn and do things in an environment where you just can't do it in the office. And those personal relationships, I can't tell you how many friends Friends I have who I see only at conferences. And the, the thing is, another one of Zach's predecessors, Bob Ambrogi of uh, the Legal Sites blog. Bob is a well noted lawyer. He's the uh, executive. Uh, what is Bob's title with the um, Massachusetts Newspaper Association uh, executive director or something like that? But Bob's an institution in the industry. Bob and I live very close to each other, north of Boston. We both live on the shore, north of Boston. We see each other at conferences. <laughs> I mean, and so you have this whole group of friends that you see at the conferences. And so it's really like a family. And at Relativity, we're big on building the community. And I know ILTA is that way, ACIDS is that way, EDRM is that way. And uh, this, this is what ILTACON can really do. It's bringing everyone together in one place where you just can't do it ordinarily. But then once again, talking about to being egalitarian and opening it up for everyone, it was so cool that we were able to get people to into these sessions where they wouldn't have been able to go otherwise. And for the CLE sessions, you know, one of the things we give is free CLE. And it's just a great thing to be able to have everybody under one roof. And um, I, I still remain optimistic. And I'm not because, you know, it, it's, it's fun with Zach here doing the shtick of good cop, bad cop. But I really, truly do believe this. Excellent. 
no, I'll be double good cop with this one. No, because I agree with you, certainly. Um, I, I think it's twofold. First of all, particularly one benefit of the hybrid approach is you can get increased diversity of speakers, not only diversity in the racial, gender, what have you sense, but in terms of job title as well, you can get new people that maybe necessarily hadn't been out to Ilticon before, like say directors of diversity, associates, new incoming legal technology people that have a different perspective on the industry. And I love hearing about that different perspective because it's not the never ending parade of partners or people that have been in e-discovery for 20 years that are trying to say the same thing. I want people that have different voices that are trying to do something new. That's what really draws me to conferences like this. And my point number two, kind of going along with that is, I mean, my day job is reaching out to people, but it's one-on-one. I'll have a call, hang up, have another call, hang up. It's just kind of a never-ending parade. It is so tough to get very smart, very educated, very knowledgeable people all in one place in a short period of time. And all of that content is coming to us. All of that knowledge is like a fire hose just spraying out at us. And I love that. We have some of our best stories of the year coming out of these conferences because it's all of these smart people in one place. And that's one thing that I love about these conferences. And we plan a lot of our editorial calendar around these conferences specifically for that reason, because we know that content is going to be there you know you bring up a good point and there are so many aspects to diversity and at relativity our ceo mike gamson has made diversity inclusion we call it diversity inclusion and belonging but uh, diversity and inclusion whatever you want to call it inclusion and diversity um mike has made it a real commitment for our company but this is a story i've told many times before i told it on an inclusion and diversity panel last year many many years ago i put together an ilticon panel and i i personally I thought it was a great panel, uh, not because I was on it, but because we had Judge Peck, we had Ari Kaplan, we had Craig Ball. It was a great panel. But I was really worried because it was first thing in the morning after the big party night. And I'm like, no one's going to show up for this. We've put all this work into it and no one's going to show up. Well, turns out people were sitting on the floor. People showed up at eight o'clock in the morning after all the parties to hear this panel. So then the results came in. I, I don't know about there are probably people out there who have gotten all tens and perfect scores on evaluations on programs. I've never done it, but this panel, I came very close. It was the maximum on every single one, except for one person who gave it the lowest ranking possible. And in the comments, the person wrote great panel, but yet another hashtag, another all white male panel. And, and, and I have to say, and, and this is my bad, it never, ever occurred to me. I said, I got my judge, I got my lawyer, I got my industry analyst, we're ready to rock and roll. I can tell you this, also because Gamson would fire me if I did anything else, but because we all want to make a commitment. Um, that has never happened again, nor will it happen again. We want to make sure that we have a diversity of lawyers and technologists, paralegals, lit support. So we have that. And, but it's also, it's gender, it's race, it's identification. And as I, in, <laughs> I'm now into my middle age years, here's one that I always want to say is um, age. 
we are in the tech industry it's a very young industry and man if you don't think age discrimination is real in the tech industry think again and that's why at relativity i think we do a good job of this i always try to consider age as a factor and it's kind of funny maybe i fool people I, i'll fool myself and like maybe people i'm older than people think i am but there, there was someone saying, talking about it was back in the day when Guidance Software did um, CEIC. It was a huge conference. And this very young staffer said, um, yeah, it was a great conference, but it's all these old white guys. And I'm like, hey, I was one of those old white guys. So um, we, there's so many aspects to diversity and inclusion. And um, one of the big things is different perspectives. And um, I think if we, if we make sure we've got, we've got age, we've got gender, we've got race, and, and I'll throw religion in there too. I mean, there's so many factors. And because we learn something from someone who maybe has different experiences than we do. And uh, so, it's, it, Zach, I think you bring, a, bring up a really good point there. I just want to want to jump in on that. Um, what David doesn't realize when he says that when all these people went out and they were partying and he didn't think they'd show up and they were there at 8 a.m., he doesn't realize that they just didn't go home. So they just <laughs> happened to still be there at 8 a.m. And, and I think it's important to note that. But but I agree with with all points that have been made. And and I, and I will say, you know, I've never worked for relativity and um, I don't know if I ever will, not in a negative or positive way. I, you know, I love relativity. I think they're great. But I, I have worked in the industry a long time and I've worked for other platforms. And one of the things, you know, being in the industry and being on the sales side, it's important to kind of work for a company where you know they care about their people. And we all talk to each other, whether people know it or not. We talk. It's important to ask, you know, what, what do you like? What do you get paid? How are all these things? And and they think you don't ask these things in companies. They think, oh, they don't know what the other people make, but they do. And so in the industry, you know, I worked at one of these other platforms and, you know, I would never say anything negative about any place I've worked, but I can say it was not diverse. It did not care about our, our people. We were not equally, you know, paid or, or treated equally in any capacity. And when I was looking to come to where I'm currently at now, it was really important to me to be at a place that did pay me equal and did do that. And and when I did talk to people at Relativity, that is one of the huge things they said. Everyone I talked to said how much they love Relativity, how much they, they care about their people. And even though I didn't come to Relativity, it's only because I wanted to go somewhere a little bit smaller and, you know, plug for Ethereus. We're a great company, also diverse and small, and I love us. But plug to that tech pod also, we're also really small and diverse and great too. But then you look at a relativity, which is a huge, I mean, they are the number one platform in the industry. And they still can say as a massive company, we care about our people, we care about diversity. And I think that's really important. So I just want to say kudos to that. Thanks, Laura. And let the record show, I am not here to do an infomercial for my employer. But um, I have always thought you should always go to work for a company where an industry analyst has gone to work. Because in addition to being a lawyer and a journalist, I was an industry analyst on the e-discovery information governance industry. Um, shout out to 451 Research, a division of Standard & Poor's, my former employer. 
Um, but uh, so I worked with Relativity for years before I became an employee. And so I knew all about the company. And, you know, in our industry, um, IDC is great. Gartner's great. And they've gone on like an old IDC analyst went on to Symantec. And Symantec for years and years uh, was a leader in e-discovery. And uh, so um, look to see where the industry analysts go because they know the companies and, and they're going to go to some place that has that kind of values. And Sage, I think re- that's Andrew Sage, for those of you who don't know him, the founder of Relativity, he um, just instilled that in everyone. And um, Mike Gamson has picked up the baton and run with it. And um, so, all right, enough infomercial for my employer. But uh, I, I may do more infom- infomercials for Relativity Fest. Uh, but um, enough employer <laughs> and Zach. Now, I, let, let me, by the way, I should also mention, I mentioned this, that I used to work in Zach's publication. So ALM is my former employer also. And we can say lots of good things about ALM. Um, <laughs> Legal Tech News has been an institution. I was actually a reporter for the National Law Journal and um, ended up as a contributing editor also for Legal Tech News. But talk about covering the law. There's the American Lawyer, the National Law Journal, and the regional publications, Texas Lawyer. Um, Gabriella, uh, from your area, Legal Times, the DC legal publication of records. So, what ALM does on the editorial side is uh, pretty impressive. I'm not going to respond to that one. All I was going to add is for the listeners at home, what you probably didn't realize is as Gabriella was giving her intro earlier, both David and I got our old fashions and both of our old fashions are about done at this point. So I think it was probably part of the plan as we were recording this podcast. Definitely part of the plan. Just want to say that I did not get an old fashioned. So shout out to me for being sober. Just kidding. I did. I did get a drink. <laughs> Just wasn't an old fashioned. Well, I mean, as I'm as I'm listening to you talk, and by the way, it's been such an amazing conversation so far. I've noticed that the sun has gone down in Vegas, and as you said, your 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 old fashions and your drinks are running on empty. So I have one last question for you before I let you go. Uh, and get on with your dinner. Um, so what is something we've talked about how this year at Ilticon, it's a it's a hybrid version of what it was. There are some pros, there's some cons, there's some kinks to work out, but all in all, it's a it's a um, generally a positive sort of experience. At the end of the conference, what do you want? Uh, attendees to take away and and each of you I'd love your perspective on this Gabriella I absolutely love your question because it allows me to give my last shameless plug for the evening I did plug our session earlier on Wednesday uh, that is 11 a.m. Pacific Pacific Daylight Time in Mendeley Ballroom F but I have not had a chance to talk about who my fellow speakers will be Ryan O'Leary is the uh, manager of data privacy information governance at the international analyst firm of IDC. He's going to be uh, presenting some IDC data on data privacy, DSARS, data subject access requests. You thought they were just for the Europeans? You would be wrong. California has got them and it's really spreading all over the country. So um, it's a burden for litigation support professionals and anybody in an organization. Um, Rachel Towson, um, partner at KNL Gates, is going to be with us as well. She's going to be giving the law firm perspective. Also in the law firm perspective, will be Jada Toscoy, and she is with the Canadian firm of Miller Thompson, and she is an e 
every aficionado. Uh, she is a lit support, lit support person, and she's going to be giving us the nuts and bolts of the technical things. So please join us Wednesday at 11 o'clock. And, and that's really what I hope that people take away from it. But also, in, in complete candor, I really hope they'll take away that, yeah, let's do this again. Whether whether it's hybrid, whether it's in person, we can all get together and have a conference. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the Delta variant or any other variants that may come down the pike. But even in Las Vegas, you can be on the Las Vegas Strip. You can be vaccinated. You can have masks and you can still get together and be safe. And that's what we're doing. And I'll let Zach give his perspectives. Well, yeah, I mean, something kind of similar to that at the risk of being overly sappy things were quiet for a while as they needed to be not by necessity ever since march 2020 there was radio silence out of a lot of people out of a lot of companies out of the industry quite frankly it doesn't necessarily need to be that way there are ways for people to stay safe but still have those conversations and really grow something here i mean legal technology as an industry continues to grow and grow and grow there's so much happening and that's why i love being in it frankly because there's so much happening because it's people really trying to push the law forward in a way that i I've worked with corporate lawyers, standard lawyers, people who've been in their positions for years upon years. That's what I didn't like about it necessarily is is wasn't always people trying to do something different to try and do something new to really push the law forward. That's what we in this industry are doing. And that's what conferences like this are a great opportunity to really get everybody together and talk about ways to do exactly that. So that's what I hope people take away is yes, even after a year and a half delay, that can still happen. Those conversations can still happen and people can still come together to push the law forward to make for a better and more equitable legal system. Um, and I hope that that continues no matter what happens with the Delta variant moving forward. I mean, how could anyone follow that? Gabby, did you hear Zach just now? It was like somebody slow clap because it was, was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. I agree with everything that both Zach and David have said tonight. Um, I also don't know. I don't think Zach or David, sorry, I, I don't think David has mentioned, but he's actually going to be speaking on Wednesday. So it's important that people do go out and, and listen because, again, David's going to be speaking on, on Wednesday, which is exciting. And so currently it's Tuesday while you're listening to this. Tomorrow, David will be speaking. Um, and with that said, also remember, if you are here, there is swagger. So get it. You know, keep your feet warm. There's a lot of socks. You'll never use it again. But it's important for this exact moment. Thank you for listening. And remember, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless it's permanent. So with that being said, uh, we're going to cheers while, while you, Gabby, um, you know, in spirit. Because, again, we're doing it the hybrid way out of respect for the Iltacon people. So Laura, where can people find us? 
People can check us out at www.thattechpod.com. They can also check us out on LinkedIn slash thattechpod. They can attempt to find our Twitter, but we aren't always sure that we can find our Twitter. So it's that that tech pod or they can email us with any questions, any information they'd like, any guests they'd like to hear on our show or any topics they'd like to discuss at contact at that dot com. And if you want to just help out the pod, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast and give us a five star rating and write us a little re- review. We would be eternally grateful. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.